0: From Relay FM, this is Upgrade Episode 210. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Simple Contacts Molecule and RX Bar. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Jason Snell. Hello, Jason Snell. Hello, Mike Hurley. Today is the big day.
1: It big is day. It is Huge and day. has
0: been the September event, the iPhone event day, and we have a lot to get to. Um, but uh. we must start the, this show as we start every show with a hashtag SnowTalk question, a question from our audience to kick off this week's show. And this week, it comes from Rick, and Rick wants to know, Jason, what were the best snacks at Apple's event this
1: morning? Rick, let me tell you. Here's a pro tip: the at um at the new Apple Park Steve Jobs Theater space, the bathroom the bathroom access is poor. So you can go to the bathroom when you park because you park beneath the um, the uh, visitor center. You, there is a bathroom in the weird entry, Bureau of Interchange entryway there, but there's only like, those are singles. So that's really bad. They actually warn you when you park. They're like, if you need to use the bathroom, use it now. And then the other bathrooms are in the theater, but they're in the theater after you go downstairs after they start to seat everybody. So you've got to then have somebody save your seat while you go and hope that you can come back. What I'm saying is I have a pretty strict uh, no no food and no, especially no drink, but also no food policy for these things. I ate a, a little breakfast before I left here at 645 in the morning, and then that got me through until after the event when I had some lunch. They did have some food and stuff there, but I have no comment on the snacks, but at least now you know. The huge design flaw of the Steve Jobs Theater, which is when you have people waiting outside before the event, there's no bathroom because the bathroom is hidden down below.
0: I did see a lot of Instagram stories today of a smoked salmon and avocado tartlet
1: that people kept taking pictures of. I guess, great. Good for those who like that sort of thing. Fantastic. I don't like salmon, so. It would not have been. But I have no idea. I didn't even look. They had little they had a little uh place, a little kiosk back sort of behind the so the entrance to the Steve Jobs Theater is this um, round glass thing. It's like a round glass wall, and then you go in and there's a there's a place where people can stand, but there's no furniture or anything, and then there there, there are two circular um staircases down because the the whole like entryway is like a giant circular it's like a tube. That they've built levels on and uh, at the back of that was where the food was but i didn't yeah and it was sunny and hot and we were we were just chatting outside that's that's how i spent the morning was just chatting with uh, a bunch of people matthew panzerino john gruber who else was there dan frakes a bunch mm-hmm. of people so i got to see uh renee Ritchie. got to see serenity caldwell briefly but of course, I think I think she would deny it because she has to deny everything now that she works at Apple. But she was there. I was I was missing her because I usually she's the person that I usually, uh, always you know meet up with at the event. And they're like, hey, how's it going? And and I was like, I said to Renee, there's no serenity. And then she appeared, which was pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, it is funny to they, they mobilize an army for these events. They shut down the street, Tantau what Tantau Avenue outside was shut down today. Um, if you looked in the maps app. Because uh, I did. I wanted to check traffic. So I just said, you know, what directions to the Apple uh, Visitor Center? And I noticed that the Apple Visitor Center metadata said closed today <laughs> because they closed it up for the event. And then there's just an army of people telling you where to go and where not to go and go up the hill. And they're all very friendly. They're friendly Apple people directing traffic and all of that. But uh, it is quite a logistics thing to put on one of these events which is why i always thought they probably won't do another one right and now i'm thinking mm, maybe they're good at it <laughs> so last week we did our draft oh thank you to rick by the way
0: for sending in that hashtag snell talk question um so last week we did our draft and we picked our predictions for what we think might happen and uh you crushed me snell you crushed me i've scored it at seven to three um, you know, yep. I can run through Agreed. it real quick uh, you got watch bands you got lower end notch iPhone to have color options updates to iOS, you got a game demo updates to watchOS LCD iPhone less than 999 and Apple Watch 4 thinner than Series 3 is um, so that's 7 points for you out of a possible 10 um, yep. I got larger screen OLED phone 1099 or higher I got an AR app demo and no new iPads uh,
1: Tim Cook personally screwed me over within the last like five minutes. You lost two points in the last five minutes of the show. Yep. That was that was the thing. So I was sitting there. I I'm going to admit, I had Zach Knox's webpage open on my iPad while I was at the event. <laughs> yep. Zach Knox created an incredible uh, interactive scorecard, which I'll put
0: again in the show notes. So people
1: the can... pacing of this event was slow enough that I had time to score the draft as we went because it was a slower paced event, mm-hmm. and um. But I'm sitting there looking at at these things I haven't touched because I can't touch them until the end, which was like the Mojave not mentioned on stage, Mac not mentioned on stage. And it was a really funny thing because we get to the end of the whole thing because we're not going to take this chronologically. We're going to we're going to jump around and prioritize this. Um, the end when they're done, like they're literally like, and that's the Tim Cook is back. and He's like the iPhone and the Apple Watch. That's what this event has all been about. And then he was like. Now I want to mention the HomePod and Mojave. Yep. Just <laughs> like, what? It just what? <laughs> and that was boom. gone. So
0: I'm really bummed out about this because I because like my problem was I knew I knew it was over for me by like Thursday because a bunch of things started coming out like the naming of products started leaking out. Right. And then I knew I was done because I had two points wrapped in on product naming. Right. Like so I knew I wasn't going to get it. Um, so it was a shame. I, I really wanted to win. But you have, again, for the third consecutive time, taken the win for the September event. Um, oh, yeah. As it stands right now, Jason cannot lose this year. Right. At worst, he will tie if there's going to be one more event, because we now right. stand at March events, Jason's, WWDC was mine, and the September event was now Jason. So congratulations, Jason Snell. You know... Thank you. I really didn't want to get beaten in the way that I got beat, which was really badly, but I kind of feel like if I'm going to get beat, I don't want it to be like a one-point thing. I want it to be like you hit well, twice
1: the amount of points i'm glad you feel better about that we're then. gonna
0: be fighting about like oh what about the yeah. airpods thing right because like and you know whatever
1: is changing the focal length of portrait mode really a new ios exactly. feature we don't need to quibble about it you won you did it uh, i'm glad you picked ar app demo and not uh, and, and didn't and i didn't say ar games don't count because it was an ar game but there was i was the, in the demo section i was like oh okay that one's for me Oh, oh! There's Mike's. You know, it was, mm-hmm. that was pretty good. Maybe there'll be another chance. Maybe
0: I can at least bring it up to a tie for the year. We'll find out. So we should actually get to that. Let's talk yeah. about what
1: was missing from this event today. So I, I think it is not too surprising. I wrote a piece yesterday on Six Colors where I said, you know, logically. I gotta say, there's no iPads and no Macs at this event because there've been no leaks about them. Like there have been general leaks, but like the detailed leaks that are about the event—the stuff that we've uh, been listening to since uh, August 28th, I think, when that first uh, Guillermo Rambo, where he just guessed the string of the URL of images on Apple's website. um, All of that stuff included Mac or included uh, iPhones and watches, but nothing else. And so that really should have been that was the strongest signal. And, I, and what I wrote was, but I'm still hoping. You know, it's the wish yep. casting thing. It's the same reason I picked the iPads and the low cost MacBook. Is it kind of like I want that to be there? And I thought it was less likely that Apple would do two two events. But I have a hard time believing that Apple's going to do a brand new, completely redesigned iPad Pro and a, a new Mac laptop and not build an event around it. So they didn't get mentioned. So I think I I would guess that there will be a late October event but we'll have to see maybe they'll do something different I mean they did the Chicago event right so they could do something very different if they wanted to or they could just invite everybody back to the uh, the Steve Jobs theater to talk about you know something about the future of computing and and something like that yeah and, and just and literally just say there's more I actually think it's good for us as people who think about this stuff and it may be even good for everybody who uses Apple stuff and pays attention to have Apple spread it out a little bit. I, I don't think it does anybody any benefit, including the other products to get, get loaded out. into September. Yeah, yeah.
0: But when I have a broken iPad, I want I know, the products, know. you know, sooner rather than later. So I'm going to take a guess here. I reckon the event's going to be on October 16th because the uh, iPhone 10R ships on the 26th. So I reckon they will have more products to ship on that day. Um, so could they be. would do a week before an event the week beforehand, have pre-orders on the end of that week. That would be if I was going to like pluck a date out of the year. That's when I would uh, pick that for a month
1: from now. Mm-hmm. And and I, that, the only question is like the turnaround. Like, can they put together a whole other keynote presentation in in four weeks? And do they want to do that? Pra- Traditionally, in the past, it's been more like six weeks. But at least we'll some
0: of that stuff could have been in the presentation up until like a month ago. Right? So, like, you know, there is a version of a presentation which has iPads in it, and they just decided to hold them or whatever. We don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, There was no mention of air power or anything related to uh chi charging for the AirPods. Funnily enough, Apple didn't even mention chi charging on the new phones at all.
1: Yeah, they it was a bullet point in a slide, so if we had drafted it, it would have counted. But it was never spoken they never talked about how convenient and great wireless charging is they did that last year this year it's just a bullet point on the slide and now it is we'll get into it but it is on all of them that mm-hmm. was a question people had it's like well will the will the lower cost phone be uh you know will will have like an aluminum back and all that and the answer is no it has a glass back and it does wireless charging it is it is in m- most ways the exact same phone as the other as the other iPhones that were announced today, it is very possible that that product is gone.
0: The Air Power, we will just not see it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Has it has it been disappeared? It's
0: possible. It's not on the website anymore, except on the AirPods <sighs> uh, page. Yeah, and no AirPods update. Yeah, well, the yeah. I was I I was surprised about that one. I thought that it would do something, but but yeah, it seems that. Uh, it is unknown. There's a lot of unknown about air power right now, which is very peculiar. It maybe seems like maybe Apple bit off a little bit more than they could chew on that one, is what I'm going to say. All right, so. Let me give you some little pieces of information. We've got a couple of little bits, a couple of things that have happened since the event before we dig into the iPhones.
1: I can't wait to hear this because, of course, I went to the event and then I drove home. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know anything. And I, li- I didn't even check Twitter or anything. I have no idea what people have been talking about for the last hour and a half, that where they've gleaned things from the website or from people who are reporting from the scene who got a, some sort of a tidbit that I did not get. So tell me, Mike, what happened at the event I just went to? That I missed.
0: Well, there are lots of little details that we'll talk about throughout the rest of the episode, but a couple right up front. So the iPhone SE and the iPhone ten, they are no longer sold.
1: Um yeah. and Apple's website states that they will be available authorized resellers. So yeah. they're gone. So that's that's they're in the chain, but they're mm-hmm. no longer being sold direct from Apple and then they will presumably just die. There is a more expensive version of AppleCare in the U.S.
0: called AppleCare Theft and Loss now, where you get up to two years of technical support on hardware coverage plus accidental damage coverage theft coverage, and loss coverage.
1: Right. This answers the question of like, well, why do I pay for AppleCare if you won't cover my damage or you won't cover if my phone gets stolen? And the answer is, well, we got a new level of AppleCare for that now.
0: It's really great for a services company to have a more expensive version of another service that they do because you can buy it Mm. with and without theft and loss. This is another way for Apple to throw an extra $100 or two onto the top of an iPhone sale. Um, There is a HomePod software update that will be shipping next week. Well, brings with it, finally, multiple timer support um, and also phone calls and find my iPhone. And they called out uh, official support for uh, shortcuts as well. Yeah, that was nice. That is nice. Yeah, iOS and watchOS will be shipping on Monday. So they're going to be yeah. shipping on the 17th.
1: And Mojave will be shipping on the 24th. Right, right. And our last minute surprise announcement of <laughs> Mojave exists. It will be out... <laughs> A week from Monday. I guess the other thing to mention is the other phone that, that seems to have died is the iPhone 6, right? Or 6S. Yes,
0: the 6S is gone as well, yeah.
1: that one, And it's that, that's not as as surprising that the 7, you know, they, they keep on going down stair-stepping over time. So, it's like, the, the 7 and the 8 are still there because the 8 is now a previous-year model. The 7 is pushed down to an even more mm-hmm. previous-year model. And then the 6S falls off the bottom. I yeah, mean, that so one success. I think everyone would Not have surprising. naturally expected. No, but the ten SE and is the really 10. interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Getting rid of the ten is a big surprise. But when we talk about the the lineup, I think it kind of makes sense when you look at it I, now.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I I that was my theory all along with the name. When I was saying that I thought the name would just be iPhone ten, and they'd have different models of iPhone ten. I was wrapping in that the implication that they wouldn't keep selling the iPhone ten. That they would just be like, that's last year's model and now... We-. So they they didn't do that naming-wise, but they did do it where, like, the iPhone ten is an iPhone that sold for a year and is gone. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Wacky. Yeah. All right, Jason, this episode is brought to you, and not
0: just to you, to Me? everyone, by IRX Bar. RX Bar are whole food protein bars with simple, real ingredients. They believe in being totally transparent, which is why all of the core ingredients are listed... Right there on the front of the packet. They're real ingredients that you'll recognise as well. They have egg whites for protein, dates to bind, nuts for texture, and other delicious ingredients like unsweetened chocolate, real Mm. fruit and spices, Mm. and sea salt and cinnamon and all these Mm. beautiful things. Whether you like sweet or savory, chocolate or fruit, there's definitely an RX bar for you. They come in fourteen delicious flavors like peanut butter and berries, coconut chocolate, peanut butter. Oh, peanut <laughs> butter chocolate! Going to talk about peanut butter. You're in, You like the peanut butter ones, huh?
1: <laughs> I thought this was suddenly a RX bar draft. Sorry about that. <laughs> Which is your favorite, then, Jason Snell? Peanut butter is pretty great, and the yeah. peanut butter chocolate is also pretty great. Those were, I think, my two favorites. I also liked the chocolate chip peanut butter and chocolate. Put those in things, and I will be happy. They taste good. Like I mean, I know you enjoy them, but like they, they like they, you like them. Yeah, they taste really good. They don't—they taste natural, which they are—not artificial flavors or anything like that. They taste good. And if somebody works at home, I have this issue sometimes where there isn't food in the house and it's yep. lunchtime, and I'm like, "What do I get?" Like, my—I can't even think about making lunch or going and getting lunch because I haven't eaten. And um, and they're all gone. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I—I really—I—I uh, I got a box of them, and I was eating them for that very reason, and they were great.
0: RX bars are gluten-free, soy-free, and dairy-free, and they have no bad stuff. No artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, or fillers. They are great for having that snack at the office, like Jason said, right, when you can't even conceive of having lunch. Uh, they're great for breakfast on the go. You can throw them in your bag for when you're traveling, or maybe even for a pre- or post-workout snack. Try them out for yourself right now, and you can get 25% off your first order if you go to rxbar.com upgrade and use the promo code UPGRADE at checkout. That is RXB. AR.com slash upgrade and the promo code upgrade for twenty-five percent of your first order, which is a great discount. Our thanks to RX Bar for their support of this show and relay FM. So let's start with the iPhone, shall we? Um I oh, wanna yes. I wanna kick off talking about the product naming. This has been a thing that we've been focusing on a lot recently. Um, there have been a lot of avenues that we thought Apple could go down, and I would probably hazard a guess to say that the avenue they ended up going down is one that I don't think either of us would have expected. We have the iPhone XS, the iPhone XS Max, and the iPhone XR. Now, these are the
1: names. How do you feel about them? Oh boy, um, I don't. I don't love them. Neither I get I. what I get. What they're doing here's here's the thing.
0: uh, here's it's like
1: i have to settle down (laughs) this is like um princess bride it's like uh let me explain no there is too much let me sum up i think what this suggests is that last year when they decided what to name this thing they weren't thinking ahead because the big problem is not tacking an s on Right. They've been doing that for ages. They've been doing that since the iPhone 3GS, where they famously styled it one way and then styled it a different way. And we asked Phil Schiller what it stood for, and he said it stood for speed. And then they said it didn't stand for anything, but they had already said it stood for speed. Who knows, right? Yeah. But S has been like the half marker for the iPhone. Okay, that's fine. But when they decide to use the Roman numeral for the iPhone 10. They were getting in really shaky ground because what you're doing is you're asking people to read the first letter they see as a Roman numeral and the second letter they see as a letter. And that is not good, right? Now, they're styling it, I noticed, very much in the classic Apple S iPhone style where it's smaller and in a box which I think I mentioned last week might have been like, well, this is probably what they'll do is they'll have the little box, which of course we don't get to use the little box. We just have to type it. And so you end up being like, should there be a space? Should there not? I think there needs to be a space because otherwise it is very clearly like the iPhone XS. Um, Whereas if you leave the space, maybe there's space for your brain to flip over between 10 and 10s. So that's weird. Going from plus to max is also a little bit weird. Although I did notice the Droid Max which is a phone that actually existed, had two Xs. Yeah. Apple, showing a great deal of restraint here, just the one X. They went with three Xs, and triple X. There is already an X with the 10, right? Yeah. So technically there were two Xs in that name, but they're not together, so that's good. And then there's the R, which, do we know what it stands for? No, Does it, it stand it for anything? It's really cool. I can't get my <laughs> head around the R. I, can't, I cannot get
0: my head around 10 R. And here's the thing, Jason. I had to give, I had to really work hard to not say X, right? iPhone X. Like I had to work really hard on that. Right. I know I'm going to fail with this. Because oh. you're putting two letters next to each other. Like, I can't help I know. it. When I see it, I see XS Max and XR. And, like, Apple's website is all over the place. Because where they can, they use that little box. But where they can't, they just have a capital letter next to the other yeah.
1: one. It's, it is. it is And a special, like, span tag or something. It's super weird. Um, and, and again, it would be solved if they had just not used the Roman numeral. Right? Yeah. 10S with one zero spelled out. Not not a problem to say 10s. Like, oh, I get it. The iPhone 10s, like the, like the, like the 6s. I get it. But instead, it's the X 10. I mean, or S, like they S. could have
0: just decided to call it the iPhone X, like, and gotten off numbers and gone to. They letters. could have done
1: that too, right? But they didn't do that. So not thinking ahead. What they've done is pick the two worst options, really. <laughs> um, and yeah. I will say, I
0: don't like Max.
1: I, I know, you prefer iPads. Like, this, is
0: the, this is part oh, of the problem Oh, you mean
1: me. Max, not Max. Because Apple makes Max, and now they also make Max. I think it is really peculiar for a company that makes a product called the Mac to release
0: a phone that's got the word Max at the end. Like it just, it almost feels like nobody said it out loud. It's very peculiar, but like, okay, so the idea of Max, just in the thought of oh, I'll just call my phone Max, it's kind of cute, right? My phone has a name now, my phone's name is Max. But I don't. I. I. I feel like that these names are very peculiar. I cannot fathom R. I don't know what, like, because it comes before S, but that doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> because I'm very. I, I find it all very peculiar. But this is. This is. I mean, any long time Apple fan will know. They make sometimes seemingly very peculiar decisions with their marketing, but. Apple's marketing on the whole is very good so you kind of got to give them the benefit of the doubt. It feels weird right now, but in 2 months time we'll be very used to it and then it's not going to be a uh, a thing anymore and we're going to you know I will call the 10s max just we all will just call it the max it will be the the max right like yep. plus um mm-hmm. and 10r I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. well ten S, ten R, we'll just have to get used to it.
1: Um, well, yeah, we will, and we will. You're right. We will get used to it. It's just I I find the the mental disconnect of having the Roman numeral followed by the other letter because I don't have a problem with them saying this is the iPhone ten line mm-hmm. and there's three phones in it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, although I would say there, then you know, it is a little bit weird that it's the ten S and the ten S Max, but okay, that's like two. You, you, how many things are you going to stack on the end there? Could the 10s max have been something different. 10r like the iPhone 5c is like it's just it's a different kind of iPhone 10. Like okay, I guess I can get behind that. It's more just the the disconnect of when you when you hear yeah. it it doesn't sound as bad as when you read it. And I was already in the same camp where when I read iPhone 10 I generally say x in my head like right Mm -hmm. i i don't i never converted to just saying thinking 10 i always think x and then try for podcast to say 10 right this just makes it that much worse so i don't know i think they painted themselves in a corner i think that that's the that's the the end story here i fear for the next year i don't even well i mean at this point The good news, Mike, (laughs) the good news is next year, Spinal Tap is back on the table. Yeah, so
0: (laughs) sure is. All right, let's talk about the XS and the XS Max. Do you consider these to be standard S revision phones? Like, so they've got all of the things you'd presume. They have faster processors, better cameras, Face ID is faster. There's more storage, 512 gigabyte storage, and there's a new color. Yeah. But there isn't, like, a thing, like, there has been Touch ID... Or 3D touch, or you know, like these, or like um, video recording, right? From
1: the 3GS. No, it feels very much like the the feature that they're using to key. Because this is, I mean, this is what you're asking, right? It's like, what is that feature that you're like, Mm -hmm. aha? It's not just faster processor. It's also this other feature, and it feels to me like the feature in this is primarily other than the you know the camera update sure it's it's better but um it's the neural engine in the processor so it's part of the processor and that they're using they're saying you know it's they went from two cores to eight cores or whatever and very much the presentation is trying to say there are huge numbers of things that these phones can do because they are having that more advanced neural engine allowed them to unlock all of this m- machine learning stuff that they couldn't do before because they couldn't do it fast enough. And so the argument, and I'm not saying I entirely believe it because in the end, it is kind of a, it's faster, so it does different stuff that we couldn't do before. In fact, that game demo, all those demos, the three app demos, were they were all walking this really fine line where it's like, it's very clear that their apps are going to be available for all iPhones, right? But they had been told to kind of punch up why the new iPhones can especially be great because they have more power and more features. Because um, it's not like that game's not going to run on an iPhone 10 or an iPhone 8, but on but they they want to point out that well on the XS with the A12 Bionic, it's got the we've got the access to that GPU and we've got the access to that Neural Engine with all the cores, and that's what's unlocking these new features. And Apple was playing that game too, so clearly they told them to hit that. That point, because the the point here is to sell um, a new iPhone, right? not yep. just to sell how great um, AR kit is. Uh, they want to sell new iPhones, which means they got to really hit the A12 Bionic. Mm-hmm. But that seems to be like the neural engine stuff. Basically, they broke it out and said, this actually enables a lot of stuff that we didn't used to be able to do that we can do in terms of like the HDR photography, um, in terms of some of the portrait mode stuff, in terms of other, um, in terms of faster face ID, ju- not from the sensors, but from the, uh, the processor and the neural engine being able to run faster. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it. I would say that's exactly, you know, unless you want to get super specific, I'd say that's what an S phone is, right? It's some upgraded hardware stuff where the the camera gets nicer and the processor is better and there's some new features that get enabled by it, but it's not one of those kind of mind blowing. Oh, everything's changed. Also keeping in mind the 10 was such a huge leap to begin with that it's not too surprising to me that they... They pushed so far ahead last year that this year, you know, what 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 do we ask of them? Like this is a kind of like a regroup uh, year where they're just doing some polishing on. Uh, which is not to say that that new processor. I mean, we've come to take it for granted that the new Apple processor every year in the iPhone is just faster. It keeps getting yeah, faster. And it's more, a thing that we you know, expect. Still right? more impressive. Right. And
0: this is the first seven nanometer. Right. That was that was one of the other big things yeah. this time.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. I don't have a bell to ring here, but I can't wait to hear what uh, John Syracuse especially has to say about yep. that on <laughs> Accidental Tech Podcast this week because they've had an ongoing conversation about the chip things. But yep. it has been known, I think, for a little while now that Apple was using a fab that was going to be able to give them a 7-nanometer process thing. And it's and Apple boasted about it on stage, that here we are with the first 7-nanometer a uh, smartphone chip, I think, or commercially available consumer product deployed, whatever. It's, it's a, it's a thing for them to crow about. And, um, it is just like the bionic cause they kept the same name, right? The, the, so nobody on connected won that bet. Yeah. That was really strange to me that they've been giving them new names every year and then kept the same name. This is why, this is why. So the fusion, um, I think internally, and I think it's been borne out now, those names aren't just empty marketing. They have a meaning. And Fusion, the idea there was they had two banks of cores. In the A10 Fusion, there were two banks of cores. There were the high-performance cores, and there were the uh, the low-power the low, the low power cores. And they switched back and forth. And the idea there was a fusion of two sets of cores, Right. one right. that was powerful and one that was uh, energy-sipping. Mm-hmm. The Bionic, the whole idea was it's Bionic. It's up it's it's those two sets and they work together and the idea there is you've got those six cores or whatever um but they can all be running the the they can shut down the high uh, power cores if they want to um but the the low energy cores can work regardless of whether the high power cores are working and now given that they call this a12 bionic i think that's Basically, what they're saying is, no, Bionic means what it means, which is how we have those cores in there and how they all work together. Um, and so it is it is a marketing name, but there is it, it appears to be that meaning behind it.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think what we can see now is there weren't yearly iterations of names. The numbers are iterating, but the name applies to something that we have internally but it was just we were all you know human beings are pattern oriented and there was a new name each year so we just expected there would be a new name but that that seems to be not the case i was very confused for a little bit i was like hang on a second is there no new chip like i was really like i couldn't i couldn't remember what number we were on but i knew the name and so I was like, I was scratching my head a little bit. But Jason, I have, uh, I, I have been sitting here and thinking, I think I might have two, two, uh, two things that the S stands for this year. Okay. Uh, one is, is SIM, because these iPhones, they get dual SIM support. Um, all of the iPhones now have an eSIM embedded in them. So you can set up a new line. So you can put a SIM card in them. You can also set up a second line. Um, Unless you're in China where they have made a specific China only model for two physical SIM cards because they didn't say why. They're just like, we can't use eSIM in China and they just move right ahead. Um, So this is a feature that I don't have a use for anymore. This is a feature I would have definitely had a use for like three or four years ago. Um, but my, uh, my network offers me the ability to use my data and minutes and stuff wherever I want. Um, but as a person who travels, like if this isn't a thing for you, being able to let, I mean, and we need to see exactly how the eSIM thing will work, but if it could work like the iPad does, that would be incredible, right? Where you could just grab some data for a bit. And one of the carriers that they put on the screen was a carrier called GigSky, who does offer this for the iPad, uh. Right, GigSky, you can just sign up for 30 days and get some data on your iPad. So if that is a thing that you can do with the iPhones, that's going to be really good for people traveling, that you could land in the US or land in the UK and then get data for the next week. That's excellent.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about the prospect of, uh, because I've been buying, you know, like a three SIM for traveling in Europe. Mm -hmm. I would love to be able to just in advance of a trip overseas to just go to a website and say yes I want to sign up for this thing and get mm-hmm. the data and scan it in or whatever and have it pop into the virtual sim essentially on my iPhone and know that at that point when I travel to that country you know boom it's taken care of that would be uh, that would be pretty awesome
0: yeah, like this is just, you know, there are places in the world that people really need this. And then we all benefit, in theory, from being able to use it when we need it, right? Like, but there are a lot of places around the world where people have two sims. And I know a lot of my friends who have work phones and personal phones, and now they wouldn't need that in theory, right? Because they there could maybe be a way to do it.
1: For data purposes, they might, but not for like calling purposes. Yeah, I'm not uh, entirely sure yeah. how all of it works like when I get to the UK, do I turn off the data on my one SIM but leave the phone part on so that I can still get texts or calls or something? There's there's some details to be worked out there, but it's it's uh it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm there is
0: a question in the chat room. I don't know this. I'll ask you if not I'll find it out. The iPhone 10R, uh, does it have dual SIM as well?
1: I think it does. I think it does. I think there is actually very little that the 10R doesn't have. Yes, there are some very specific things. Right, it's got a different screen. It's only got one camera on the back. Um, it's LCD and not OLED. Uh, but there are lots of things that are just the same, including the processor and the wireless charging. And I believe the dual the eSIM thing. I believe it does. Is the same. It has it.
0: Dual SIM, nano SIM, and eSIM. Yeah, the
1: dual SIM, the physical dual SIM is only on the 10S. Max in China, like there's one model where they're gonna do physically right. two sims in the in the phone, I but that. everywhere else you just get the eSIM. And the the you know the 10R has more in common with the 10S phones than it doesn't. So we'll come back to what you were saying a,
0: uh, a moment ago about like what the 10R has compared to the other in a second. But I did want to say like the other thing that, and I think like I, I'm 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 being coy with like saying oh I have a name for it. The other name is size. But I think when we look back on this year, in a few years' time, we will classify this as the the time when Apple brought out three phones of different sizes that were all new. Yes. Right, like that. That is this year. Now I understand. I mean, I know I noticed a few, quite a few people, um, with the ask upgrade questions that we will do at the end of the show, were writing and saying, "Oh, this was a boring year, a snooze year." Um, I don't think I feel that way because I have gotten something I really wanted, which was a large phone. I'm going to get
1: the Max again. Yeah, and the Max is. I mean, I don't think I said this earlier, but the big difference between this and like the Plus distinction is they're identical like the iphone 10s and the 10s max the only differentiator is the screen size yep. otherwise they have every other feature is exactly the same mm-hmm. between them which, which is literally peculiar. just a larger version of the same phone. well the only thing that's different is battery life
0: there is a little bit more battery life on right the max. which is a
1: function of the fact that there's yeah. more and i would imagine that also it's graphics uh it's graphics Mm-hmm. uh benchmark will be a little bit less because it's pushing more pixels than the 10 but it's the same hardware inside yep. and then the battery is bigger because it's physically a bigger phone
0: like there aren't features right there are no there specific aren't features. features but it's just oh this has they, they said right
1: doesn't have a different camera it doesn't have a different processor it's the same so the other thing the other size right
0: is the the R the 10R now, you mentioned, right, and I'm very surprised, I think everyone is super surprised about how close this device is to the 10s. I think we were expecting this would be closer to the 8, right, in what it has. But it has... The same faster Face ID. Apparently Face ID is faster probably because of the chip. They didn't really say that there was any new technology, but it's like no. the neural engine and the Enclave is faster.
1: Yeah, the algorithms are faster.
0: <laughs> Who knows what that's <laughs> going to that actually work out to be? We'll see.
1: Well, I think some of that is probably iOS 12, and then some of it is this, it's literally the speed of the, of the stuff mm-hmm. in the processor.
0: So the Bionic chip uh, has wide color, has true tone... It has one camera, but it's the same sensor as the, the wide angle lens. Right. But it can do portrait mode. Yeah, how about that? And depth of field adjusting, which is a new thing that you can adjust the depth of field.
1: So they're using machine learning and... Oh, Joe Steele is going to have a field day with this one when it ships. Because they're using... It's it's like like Google, I think, actually. They are using machine learning and their focus pixels to determine depth with one camera. So instead of the front facing has one camera, but it's got sensors, uh, all of Apple's portrait modes on the rear facing camera have up to now been based on the idea that it's got two different um, two different cameras to look through and it can do some depth detection based on the parallax. Yeah. And um, that's not happening here. This is all, a, no. it's portrait mode in software on the 10R. I think it's safe to say, if you don't like portrait mode on the current set of iPhones, you're really not going to like this, Right. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 even more artificial than yes. that. Now, that said, I'm not convinced that we aren't headed for a world where you will be able to do immaculate portrait photography with a single camera based entirely on well, software. I believe but we're so, not there
0: Google yet. Google's Pixel p- portrait stuff does yeah. tend to perform much better than Apple's and they only have one camera. And yeah. oh, the exactly. Pixel 3 is due out in like a month. And I guarantee you that thing will have one camera because Google have nailed that. They know how to do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm
1: just saying, you know, somebody who's got a trained eye like Joe Steele will be able to circle things in orange and red and say mm-hmm. like, no, this doesn't work. But, um, but it's getting better all the time. And the more machine learning stuff that you throw at it, which they can with the A12, then the better it's going to be.
0: I've been very impressed with the, the way that portrait photos have been improved in iOS 12. I, I think that they look a lot better.
1: Yeah. And then you throw in that demo that they had, they had a sample photograph of a woman with her hair blowing in front of the background mm-hmm. and the hair was um. so, you know, the theoretically the hair is in the foreground and the, um, the, the, then there's the background and I know they picked the one that looked great, but it was in focus clear. And then the background was fuzzed out and it did that. And like, you know they couldn't have even they would have had to shoot millions of those last year in order to get that photo in there they were showing off but it is a good sign that they're much more confident about this stuff and and it's the case where yes the software getting better alone can make a huge difference and they mentioned uh mentioned computational photography on stage a new era of photography and there's something to that there you know they basically laid it down there which other they're not the first company to do this but to lay it out there that you know, they can improve the hardware and the sensors and they are doing that and that's great. But the other thing you do is you have a lot of really great hardware and software like the the image single, signal processor and the fact that it's tied into the uh, the AI stuff, the machine learning uh, stuff in the neural engine and they've got their smart software sitting on top and like that's how you get like their description. I really enjoyed their description of how, the new smart HDR mode works where it was very cleverly described as being, well, when you take a picture, there's zero, there's zero frame lag. There's zero lag from the shutter. Um, But when you think you're taking one picture, we actually take four pause. And actually we're also taking secondary inner frames shot at a different exposure for highlight detail pause. And we're also shooting a longer exposure to get shadow detail Pause. And then all of that is analyzed and merged together simultaneously in a process that can take up to a trillion operations per photo in order to capture this image and have it look the best. And it's like, you know, Apple's not the only company doing this by a long shot, but um, they do have a lot of great technology and smart developers. And I'm glad that they made that point that like every time you take today, when you take a smartphone photo, you know, you're not just getting a JPEG dumped from the sensor. Um, You're getting this intensely processed collection of multiple exposures of the image with the right ones being picked up and the bad ones being thrown out and them all merged together. And uh, and you end up with uh, something that that ideally, I can't wait to try it out, looks, um, looks much better than a normal photo would because it's able to better simulate basically what our eyes see, which cameras traditionally are really bad at.
0: So... The iPhone 10R comes in how many colors, Jason?
1: Well, I didn't count. I counted. It sure seems
0: like a good number. Like it's six, six colors, Jason.
1: Mm-hmm. It's six yep.
0: colors. That's six how colors. many colors it comes in. How about that? Um, we have uh, blue, yellow, coral, which is like a red, d orange, product red, yep. black, and white. Yep. Um, you've seen the colors in the hands on area? Um, I have. What do you think of the the colors?
1: Uh, they're very bright. The yellow, I spent some time with the yellow. Like the yellow back of that, it's such a bright yellow. And the blue looks really nice. The coral is gorgeous. Um, Here's my caveat about it, which is the back is glass and the ring is aluminum, anodized aluminum, the metal ring around it. So when you're looking in the front, what you're really seeing is sort of the corners of the metal ring. And then you look at the back and then you see the big expanse of glass. Um, The metal ring looks nice. The glass looks beautiful. It is very similar to what the iPhone X, which anybody who's forgotten how great the back of an iPhone X is because you have a case on it or something, look at it. It's just, it's a beautiful glass colored, gorgeous back. Um problem is those the the aluminum and the glass don't really they, i think what they said was something like they're paired or they're they combine or they're color they, you know they're they're color matched or something like that but they're not the same um mm. especially in the yellow like the the frame the band around the yellow one that i saw looked almost gold and the back is like banana yellow it's the, the super vibrant yellow and so I think that's a question is that I'm not sure um, people who who care about this sort of thing are going to love it only because they're not, you know, it's a little bit of a mismatch because the color you're going to get on an anodized aluminum surface and the color you get on that super shiny glass back are not the same um, in large part. They're, they're not quite the same. And the yellow one really struck me. Now, some of that is probably... Um, expecting to see a gold but it felt very gold to me compared to the yellow on the back. So that's my caveat about it. I think they're beautiful. I think they look really nice. Those bright colors are great to see. I'm so happy that there are colored iPhones from the get-go in bright colors and not just metallic various metallics like on the um, on the 10s but um, just just a warning. You know, that the color of your anodized aluminum ring around your phone may not be quite the same kind of color and vibe as what you're going to get from the glass back.
0: Okay, well, that makes sense. So one of the things that has been lost, though, is 3D touch. There is no 3D touch on these devices. There is something called haptic touch. Do you know anything about this?
1: Yes. Well, again, maybe we'll learn more over time, but... Everything that I did, I tried it out, um, and not to be too cynical about this, but I think it's amazing that Apple branded this haptic touch. What Apple did is, they I'm I would be I would be interested to see if they bring this to other phones. They probably won't bother, but um, or quite frankly to the iPad, because what it really is is tap and hold, and then there's a pause, and then you get a little. Bzzz, from the from the Taptic Engine and then something happens it's literally just a tap and hold with a bit of feedback to tell you that your tap and hold has been interpreted Mm. as a tap and hold which is the equivalent of a 3D touch so you could argue that Apple has essentially defined a 3D touch and a tap and hold as the same thing but they've done it in a way that allows them to brand it as haptic touch instead of as like tap and hold and that makes it maybe seem more special. But as far as I can tell, it is literally just tap and hold because there's no other sensor there. All, all it can do is measure touch. There's no there's no pressure sensor there. So, um, yeah, I think haptic touch is just they're putting some dressing around the tap and hold. Probably, you know, some of it's marketing and some of it is maybe that there's a good user experience in giving people feedback that they're resting their finger somewhere. And the phone has now interpreted that as a command In a way that maybe they didn't intend uh so it's sort of as a warning or at least gives you the feedback like yep i got it now you don't need to stay here i i I noticed that you wanted to you know turn on the flashlight from the lock screen is a good example or the camera from the lock screen because those are things that you 3d touch to do on the iphone 10 on the 10r you just lay your finger there and wait and then it goes and then it does it as if you 3d touched
0: i'm I'm intrigued to see if that is something that could come to the iPad, right because the iPad has that like you kind of just press for a little while, right and you can use not- you can do like notification actions and stuff like that like it it has that. and I guess this is something that's I kind of like that, but there's also a little buzz to it as well. Um I wonder if that's a thing that they would consider bringing to the iPad in the future. I guess we'll see. Uh yeah. the price was the last thing I wanted to ask you about with the 7R. So 7R, the 10R, my word.
1: <laughs> it starts at $749. Yes, that's that's way less than I thought it would. I oh, okay. I was say, I was saying that I thought that it would be we would be lucky if it was 799. I was I really did expect this to be I don't know, 899, 849. 799 at best. They are, they were not kidding. Those reports that said that Apple was really trying to make this a lower-priced product. Um, they really were. Now, like, 749 is not exactly super cheap. It's not going to be there. We're not going to get a, a million think pieces about, like, how this is Apple's entryway into markets that they can't serve because their products are too expensive. It's still a $749 phone. But compared to what they were selling the iPhone 8 Plus for... Like this is basically an iPhone 10 with some features taken out but a bigger screen and it's 749 instead of 999. So I think that's I think that's pretty good. We'll see how it plays, right? This is this is the thing that ever since these first reports came out, we've all been turning around in our in our minds which is what if Apple made their mainstream or like mass appeal phone and it was like an iPhone 10 but cheaper. But but not small, but, you know, a bigger phone, something that's a little bit more like a Plus. Well, here it is, right? I mean, I held it in my hand. The problem with the context, in context, I held the I held the XS Max in my hand. And I was like, oh, this is fine. And then I held the XS and I was like, oh, it's so tiny. But I know that that's not right. Like, huh. I know that...
0: You felt fine? Like, not that it's for you, but because you were always very against the Plus phone. But you held it and felt it was fine?
1: In the context where you're just holding a phone, I, I felt like I was holding an iPhone 10, but then I held the iPhone 10 and it felt small because it is a much bigger phone. And then the, the iPhone 10 XR um, is bigger than the iPhone 10, but smaller than the 10s Max, right? So, you know, it, it's, we'll see how people feel about large phones. I know that there are, we hear from a lot of people who don't like large phones. I think the market shows that most people do. Most people do like large phones, and that uh, it, this will be an interesting question of like, will Apple sell a lot of these um, for 749? Because this is the this is there is no new iPhone that is smaller than the iPhone 10s now. New iPhone, right? And it's 999. So if you want a cheaper iPhone, you can get one for 749. But it's a bigger iPhone. So if you don't want the big iPhone, you, it's, it's, there, there'll be an interesting kind of case there of having to weigh, do I want the larger phone or do I want the more expensive phone? It, that will be interesting to see. And quite frankly, the difference between the 749 phone and the 1099 phone, the iPhone 10S Max, like that'll be an interesting dynamic too, because that's a lot more money, $350 more for a phone that's got the same processor you know, a lot of the same features. No, it doesn't have the OLED screen. No, it's not as high resolution to display for sure. But it, you know, there are probably a lot of people for whom that's just fine. So having been um,
0: someone who is a large proponent of large phones, I think the two key reasons that people buy large phones is they want a bigger screen and a bigger battery. And the Max does both of those.
1: Yeah, but so does the 10R. The 10R has a bigger battery too. Right, but it's also the it's got everything
0: else, right? It's the OLED screen and, you know, it's True. got it's got other features, right? So it's if you want the top of the line and it's it's the biggest screen you can get, right? Like, you know, so right. there are for, you know, th- there are many reasons that someone like me would still go for the the Max. But we do have some ask upgrade questions uh, at the end of the show today where we pe- we got some people that are wondering like Which phone shall I go to? And I think that that is an interesting thing these days. But I will say, we spoke about the iPhones.
1: And unless you have anything to say, I really want to talk to you about the Apple Watch. I think the Apple Watch is the most interesting thing that got announced today. which is why i guess we saved it for last yes Mm. save not say nothing more this episode is brought to you by
0: molecule i'm sure that you have all spent a lot of time thinking about trying to make your home the most comfortable thing that it can be the most welcoming maybe even the most smart home that you can make it but have you ever thought about air pollutants because without them you could sleep better you could feel better you could live better and molecule is the only air purifier that will actually destroy pollutants in the air let me tell you why that's important. More than 80% of people living in urban areas that monitor pollution are exposed to air quality that doesn't meet recommendations set by the World Health Organization. Worst news is that indoor air can actually be up to five times worse than outdoor air, which is a horrible thing to have to think about, especially as someone like me who works at home all the time. If you hear this and think, well, I'd like cleaner air, then you could need a molecule. Molecule features breakthrough technology that is finally capable of destroying those air pollutants at a molecular level. Hence the name, Molecule, right? Molecular level, Molecule, you get it. And their many, many happy customers are reaping the benefits. And some people have said that they're able to breathe through their noses for the first time in years. And that's what clean air can do for you. Molecule has a clean design with high, a high quality experience throughout. But more importantly, it's been tested by real people and they've helped some allergy and asthma sufferers cope more easily with their situation, with their conditions. The Molecule air purifier is whisper quiet, energy efficient, made for rooms of all sizes, it's portable and connected. You can control Molecule using its touchscreen display or remotely using their iPhone or Android app. You need to go and take a look at the Molecule air purifier to see what it can do for you and see how great looking this thing is. Head to molecule.com that's molecule of a K so m o l e k u l e.com. Take a look right now and when you make your first order use the code upgrade for $75 off. That's upgrade for $75 off at molecule.com. Our thanks to Molecule for their support of this show and Relay FM. So would you say then that the Apple Watch Series 4, which features pretty significant updates in design, functionality, and software, is maybe the more interesting thing that happened today?
1: I actually had, was asked by an Apple employee, like, so, so which did you, uh, were you more excited about, the Apple Watch or the iPhone? I said, Apple Watch. I, I was more excited by the Apple Watch, for sure. So they're, the product imagery that I've seen, and you've
0: actually seen them, so you can attest to this, it looks like a really different design. Like the the overall kind of... Um you know, if you were to turn the screen off and look at it, it might look similar. But with the screen on, it looks very different.
1: Yeah. It is um well, it doesn't even look that similar with the screen off. It is okay. it is taller, right? Yep. Like it's taller. It's thinner. Which is why I got a point in the draft for that. It's mm-hmm. not wider. Uh, which is means all the watch bands work, which I also got a point for it in the draft. Anyway, but it is taller, which is interesting, and that's the dimension that they measure. Well, they are actually
0: so they are they are taller and they are wider, but they've just made it all work.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is it is slightly wider, but the volume is less because they made it thinner yep. and that is the dimension that's really going to gain you and also it's actually kind of a little more curved uh, down at the at the edges. Um so that that is you can see it's not quite the same if you've been looking at an Apple Watch on your wrist. For the last few years, you can see that it's not quite the same. And then the screen is fascinating, too. So it is 1.5
0: to 2 millimeters bigger in dimensions, either wide or tall, depending on the... Right, Like so it's kind of all over.
1: That isn't the whole story. The corners are also kind of more rounded down. They're actually saving some room there. Mm -hmm. And then the screen itself is not rectangular anymore. It's got rounded corners. Yep. As well, it looks closer to square than, than it
0: used to, as well. Like it's, it's a very interesting look. Um, the the actual model sizes have changed, right? So it's gone from yes. 38 and 42 to 40 and 44 in millimeters.
1: Um, and that's the dimension that is across your wrist, is yes. the dimension that's measured there. So when I say it's taller, I'm sort of saying if you're holding it in front of your face, looking at it, then um, if it you know that that dimension, which is the width of your wrist, is uh is expanded by by two millimeters. So I will but say as thinner. well because
0: this is this is where it gets a little it's it's a tad confusing because yes that is what they're they're measuring. But with these ones, the same as the last ones, the actual height of the product is also that too, so they are the forty millimeter is forty millimeters tall and the forty four is forty four tall and that was the same with the previous the thirty eight was thirty eight point six millimeters tall and the forty two was forty two and a half so it's just it's just for whatever reason, whatever way that this stuff works out they're the kind of the dimensions
1: so it's shaped a little bit differently, yep, not just not just different the volume is reduced. But it's a little bit different, even though the bands all work together. Um, the screen is as edge to edge as they could get, like to the point where you can actually sort of see it gets right to the border in those corners, and they're curved, and that's right as the glass is also curving. So it's, you know, it is, um, it is you get that feeling like every little tiny bit of the space of that watch face is available space. Okay. Yeah, the
0: screen is 30% larger in volume, which is a wildly large figure, isn't it when you think about it? Like that just seems like how could you make it 30% bigger without making the thing that much bigger? It's it's, it's really wild, but it's using the volume better, right? Like it's using the available space way way better. Um did you play around with the the with WatchOS 5 on this thing because they they mentioned they made a kind of an offhand remark or they, they mentioned it a couple of times without going into too much detail about the fact that like they've effectively redesigned everything to fit this better
1: yeah it it's hard to tell like i wanted to see how the new complications and stuff work and i i, I was stopped immediately by the guy huh. in the demo area yeah okay Who was like no no and i get the practicality of it is he didn't want me to mess up the complications that he then has to demo for the rest of the hour to everybody else who's there like i get it But, um, so, but I didn't get to spend a lot of time. I did, uh, I mean, clearly there are new layouts for everything. Um, you know, wherever you go, you are seeing stuff, try to fill that space. And this is the, the, well, you know, it's the first time since the beginning that we haven't had just the two sizes, right? Because there was always a larger layout and a smaller layout. But now these are two new layouts that are a little bit larger still. Did you try
0: the new Digital Crown? Because it features uh, tactic
1: Feedback now, right? I tried it but um whatever mode I was in I wasn't actually getting the the feedback so I okay. don't have I don't have the haptic feedback to report but the idea there is that yeah as you're flip, flicking it it should actually be they said they redesigned the whole crown even though it looks the same they redesigned it and it's funny that there were all those rumors about it being like a non-moving crown because that's absolutely not true it is you can still move it and feel it but it is giving you haptics to basically give you more feedback as you spin the wheel, like how many sort of ticks you're you're spinning that wheel as you spin it, um, but it felt perfectly normal to me in the context where you know I was I was spinning that crown around, but mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling any of the, the the haptics.
0: So this this new digital crown brings with it. Coupled with a new sensor on the back, because they've also redesigned the back to include some new sensors, which right. will allow you to perform an echocardiogram on yourself, which is bonkers. Like, that is, that's huge, right? Like, I, I you know, we were talking on, on, I kind of our draft picks episode about like, oh, we don't think we're going to, they're going to add new sensors to this thing, right? We didn't think there would be new sensors specifically um because we just like oh what else would you measure but like they've already been measuring heart stuff but i don't know if we would have expected that oh they're going to they're going to add the ability for you to perform an ecg on
1: yourself yeah it's it's really this is really big yeah it is it's um it's a the first big new health sensor feature and we we keep hearing rumors that the um that apple's testing new health sensors um, one of the challenges is it's a medical sensor, so you need approval and Apple not only said that they're they're getting FDA approval for this, but that the president of the American Heart Association came out on stage mm-hmm. to say this is a this is great you know basically um so that's pretty fascinating and the idea I'm sure in the days to come we're gonna get think pieces from. Uh, cardiologists about how people shouldn't get too excited about this or, you know, it's not going to be a very good electrocardiogram or, you know, all of those sorts of things. But on its face, it seems to be the idea here is uh, just yesterday there was a story by um, Jason Perlow who... Um, is a tech writer who said that he's going to be an Apple Watch user for life now because he had a fast heartbeat detected that um, they followed up and found out that he had atrial atrial fibrillation and he ended up having a, a heart procedure to stop it. Um, the idea here is that the electrocardiogram will be able to much more accurately say we think, you know, we think you may be an AFib and you can send that data to your your cardiologist. Also, if your cardiologist wants you to, you know, take an electrocardiogram every so often, you could do it right from your Apple watch and then just pass that on to them. That's kind of interesting. Instead of going in for a, you know for a, an appointment somewhere to have it measured. So there's that it will it, be interesting to see how that how that goes. They also adjusted the heart sensor so that it also can do low heartbeats, which is interesting because mm-hmm. that's another another sign. So yeah, it's it's a little interesting bit of engineering. Their challenge is how do we get a sensor in that actually does something and works and yet fits in this very very tiny space. And it turns out the answer was an electrocardiogram is something that they could do and wire it to the crown so you can sit there and Touch the crown with your finger, and it's touching your skin with the uh, electrodes on the bottom. And using that circuit, it can uh, do a uh, an ECG on you.
0: It is uh, a shame, you know, the, as these things go, uh, it's U.S. only for a while because they've got FDA approval. They have that, right. so they can they can launch it, and it's out there. But they need, and and I understand they need to go and get uh, medical approval from all of the major bodies and all of the places they want to put this thing into. But they're gonna right. they're gonna work on it. Um. Something else that I thought was absolutely amazing is the uh, support for detecting a fall. If someone has a fall, they have better accelerometers oh, yeah. and gyroscope stuff. Because I was thinking, like, for my grandma, right? Like, yeah, I would if if this if that became a thing in her life, which at some point it could, I would one hundred percent spend the money to put an Apple Watch on her, just so I had the peace of mind.
1: I was thinking about how you know, because the idea here is. If you take a fall, it will immediately put up the thing that you can slide to do an emergency call. Mm -hmm. If you take a fall and don't move for a minute, so basically you're unconscious, it calls, right? Plus it sends your information to your emergency contact, like where you are and all of that. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting, right? As As a proactive way of like, if the user of this device is in trouble, can the device sense it and call for help? Yep. And that's what they're trying to do with this feature in the series four. Yeah, it's very, very clever. I was thinking about like if I'm out for a run and I and I fall and hurt myself and I can't move, you know, or I, I can't get up or something like that, then the, you know, that that is or if I'm unconscious to be able to call for help immediately it's or right after a minute. It's it's yeah, that's really smart. Yeah.
0: Like i i'm these two things have really surprised me the most of like how much of a jump they have taken again in the health censoring when it kind of felt like they may have hit their limit for now but they're like nope here's a bunch more like and I was really really impressed by those two uh those two health kind of focus things um but we should maybe talk about some of the the less kind of um Monumentally important, but maybe more daily important stuff, which is the watch faces. So we have seen the artwork of the the, the heavily customizable, like eight or nine complication watch face with the yes. with the the analog clock in the middle. Um, that was detailed a little bit more. They showed so that it's basically richer complication data. There's a lot more stuff going on. Um, yep. But they also had a new version of the modular face as well, right?
1: Yeah. So there, there. It looks like there's two faces: um, the modular face and this. Um, you know face with hands that uh so that basically you've got your lots of complications in hands and lots of complications in digital but beyond that um they're much more customizable than they were before i i um there are those four circles all of which can be complications or they can be photos of people you know that you tap and it lets you contact them like so there's there's a much bigger richer circular complication style that is available uh, to developers. Mm-hmm. Um, there are those corner complications, which again I don't get a lot of detail of. But again, it looked like there were yet more places that you could put complications in the corners, in addition to those circles. So you got like eight or more complications on that one. And then there are also in the modular version. Again, there's there there are a lot of different places you can put them. And then the other thing that they showed, in addition to those circular complications, is it's a complication, but it's almost like a mini app. It's like a little bit of data. And I laughed at the first one that they said, which was stocks. Stocks. Oh, boy. Somebody yep. loves stocks. You can see a stock chart on your watch at all times. Oh, boy. Great. Great. But then the next one was baseball. Hey, um, I ran into a guy from Major League Baseball before the session. I was like, oh, they really like to use you guys on stage, don't they? And there it was. There was a baseball line score showing. So a, a big horizontal space where an app can put a bunch of data if it yep. wants to. These are called uh,
0: the Infograph Modular Face and the Infograph Watch Face. They're the
1: names of these faces. But there's, there's a lot of data there. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, and then there are a bunch of faces that are just pretty colors. And and yep. they're they're very yeah they nice. have like some effects
0: right like a fire and a water and like so gina was watching it with me today and she saw those and she was like oh I like those and there's the breathe face too and I was like but there's no information on them she's like yeah but they're better than the silly Toy Story ones and I was like good point yeah right
1: I was like yes it takes, that is a good point and that's the point here is it takes all kinds right yep. like the breathe face is hands. And the thing that's going to remind you to calm down and breathe. Mm-hmm. Or you can get one of these uh, just completely information overload faces. And that's great because different people want different things out of their Apple Watch. And um, when that story broke with the image and a bunch of the dev- the uh, designers that, that you and I know started rolling their eyes about just how many complications were on that watch face, my comment was, you don't have to use it. Yeah, but I'm excited about it, right? I mean, that's everybody's got an opinion. If
0: I am electing to wear a computer on my wrist, I want it to have access to the most amount of information
1: that it can possibly have right? and show it to me. Because otherwise, what's the point? And if that's not your bag, then that's great. But like, I want more. I want. I always want more information on my Apple Watch face than is there. Always have, always done. So yes, please, more. And then if you want just a like a pretty kind of like wind face with hands and like blowy wind of colors or something, great, great. That, it, they have that too. You can have that one. I want the one with all the complications on it. So uh, one thing
0: worth noting for the sizes, and this is obvious when you think about it, but I, I've had a bunch of people ask me, so I'll clear it up. So the sizes have gone from 38 to 40 and 42 to 44. The watch straps... The bands are compatible, but only in the same class. So if right. you want to go from 42 to 40, none of your bands will fit.
1: The 40 and 38 share bands, the 42 and the 44 share yeah. bands. Good one. That's a good FAQ. Just Q.
0: something to, to bear. you just, just going to bear that in mind. Uh-huh. Uh, because I know that there will be a lot of people that will want to go from 42 to 40. And they'll, you would probably get a lot out of that, but just understand that you'll be starting again with the bands. And it is interesting that like... I can't seem to find on Apple's website like watch bands in sizes that aren't 40 and 44 anymore unless you buy a series 3.
1: I think they've basically decided that that's what they're going to call their watch bands now, but they're compatible with the old ones, so it's fine.
0: Oh yeah, of course, silly me! I've just walked myself into right? my own logic just, puzzle. Yeah, rather same, than saying right? this yeah. is a thirty-eight and forty, they
1: just that's say this confusing. Is a 40.
0: That if you do have a series three, right? It's like, what well, is it going to fit? I can't believe yeah. I just explained that and then got myself tied up. If anything, that was a good thing to go through because now nobody can get confused because we've just hopefully given that not information. Um, the there is a new uh, stainless steel, a gold stainless steel, which I think looks awesome and i'm very keen to see how that looks in person because i i bet that would look really good especially and they do a gold milanese loop as well now so i think that's going to be a pretty good look um are you i mean i'm i'm naturally assuming that if you were going to get a phone you would get the the 10s but you you mentioned like you know you may not want to buy a XS. you might just wait for the next one um are you keen on buying one of these for yourself
1: well, I, I'm going to buy a, a, a Series 4 watch for my wife mm-hmm. because she's got a Series 0. Yep. So that's going to happen. Yeah. Will I buy one for myself? We'll see. Um, I I need to write about it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's possible. Um, it's possible that I will just get a... Um, if I get a loaner from Apple, I can use that for a while and I know how that is and then that'll be fine. So we'll see how, how it goes. But I'm I'm definitely most the most interested in in this. If I were to buy if if you said Jason you can buy one of the things that got announced today, I would absolutely buy the Series 4 um Apple Watch with cellular. That's the one I would buy.
0: I think if you can say one of the coolest products, this and the 10R is is cool. Like I'm surprised how much I like that that product. Like yeah, I have been yeah. dooming it in my mind to the fate of the 5C <laughs> But I don't think it's going to have that. I think part of the problem with the 5C, it was the colors weren't the problem. The outdated technology was the problem. Exactly. The perception that it was an old phone. Yes. And this is not an old phone. It looks like a new phone, and it's got the guts of a new phone. And I think this thing is going to sell. It's going to sell well because of that. And the colors are amazing. And the Apple Watch looks really cool. Now, look, I do not believe I'm going to buy one of these for myself. Uh, I'm going to be buying one of these to give to my wife, right? Like I, Adina is using a series zero.
1: Yeah. So our wives, what's wrong with us? Our wives are using old Apple watches. Uh, She's perfectly happy with it. I was
0: like, no, this is a, this is a thing. I want to see what it looks like. I want to get a feel for it so I can buy it and then it's yours right like i'll play with it for like 2 days so i can get an idea of it and then it's all yours and so like that's something that i'm going to do and then she can get a, a nice update to her apple watch cuz she does use it and wears it and loves it right she, every day she uses it and so this will be a this will be an incredible upgrade for her to but to go from series 0 to series 4 um, oh, yeah that's going to be amazing and it's also you know we saw this in the images but it's really great that they uh dial back the red on the digital crown for the for the yeah yeah so the
1: the crown has a ring mm-hmm. and it's black if it's the gps model and it's red if it's the cellular model and that is that ring i think is the contact for the the ecg as well oh, okay. but it's but i think that's the color coding is uh, and yeah that's as somebody who put a space gray dot over my red mm-hmm. uh cellular dot on my crown i i endorse this plan to not have it be a big red dot on the side of your watch.
0: Yay, good and job. And the Series 3 is sticking around at 279, which is a fantastic price, I think, for that. I'm I'm surprised that they are keeping it for that price. But yes, yeah, so you got 399 for the GPS, 499 for the cellular, and uh they keep in 2, I think it's 279 for the uh the Series 3 Apple Watch, which is still going to be around. So
1: yeah yeah so series 3 is the survivor this time that'll be your your and series 3 apple watch is pretty good and that's a cut cut down price for it right so that's that's not a bad deal um either i I have given some thought to the fact of like um does lauren want the series 4 or does she want the series 3 for cheaper but i think not only do i want to get the new watch model but i think having the bigger screen is going to make a big difference so i think 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 we are going to go with that one all right jason The Upgradians,
0: they've got their questions. Oh, boy. And only we can attempt to answer them.
1: <laughs> That's right. Not a guarantee we will, no but we guarantee. will attempt it.
0: But this episode is brought to you by Simple Contacts. It is great when an app takes a tiresome task, and makes it easy for you. Simple Contacts does this by being the easy way to renew your contact lens prescription. With Simple Contacts, you can reorder your contacts from anywhere in just minutes. All you need to do is complete their online self-guided vision test. It takes less than five minutes to do from wherever you are right now. No more doctor's offices. No more waiting rooms rooms. You can order your favorite contacts right from their website or the app which is, the app is really cool to use and, and uh, I know Jason's used it and we'll ask him about that in a moment but once you've done it and taken their test, you'll have all this stuff available to you and then you can just order them whenever you want. They have all of the lens brands you love with options for astigmatism, multifocal lenses, colored lenses and more and you can order exactly what you need right from the palm of your hand whenever is uh, the right time for you. The vision test with simple contacts costs just $20 for comparison and appointment without insurance could cost you over 200. Simple Contacts can save you money and time. But just to let you know, this is not a replacement for your full periodic eye health exam. Simple Contacts is checking that your current prescription, the information you're telling them, still helps you to see 2020, and they renew your lenses based on that prescription. If you need a new prescription or you need to have your eye health examined, simple contacts can't do that for you. You still have to go and get that done somewhere else. But Jason, uh, could you just tell me a couple of things about the uh, the, 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 the exam, the, the simple contacts? I
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, when we talk about how it's supposed to uh, renew your existing prescription, that's actually what it tests. So there's a video. It's very clever. It uses your, your device's camera. You set it up. You walk away from it. It wants you to be I think 10 feet away and it actually will use the camera to figure out how far away you are. And it gives you feedback. There's like a little video eye doctor who appears and says, Nope, now you got to step back. Now you got to, and then when you get to the right distance and you're wearing your contacts and the idea is there, can you see the eye chart from that distance because that verifies that your current prescription is still valid, is still accurate. And uh, they literally put up the little eye chart and say, read the second line, and you say it out loud, and it verifies (laughs) what you said. It's the whole, it's, It's you're just taking an eye test, and that's how they do it. It's very clever.
0: As a listener of this show, you can get $20 off your first order of contacts. Just go to slash Ahoy20, or you can enter Ahoy20, A H O Y 20, at checkout. slash Ahoy20, or just use the code Ahoy20 for $20 off your first order. Our thanks to Simple Contacts for their support of this show and Relay FM. So we do have some hashtag ask upgrade questions. First one comes from Mark. Mark Next says. Pass. What is the width? Those lasers, lasers XS. Yeah, we use the lasers, the extra small lasers now Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Or the extra small maximum ones.
1: Extra R, they're extra righteous extra, lasers. Extra radical lasers.
0: What is yep. the width of the 6.1 inch screen on the oh, iPhone boy. XR? Is it more comparable I recommend comparable you go to, to the, the Tech Specs
1: page on Apple.com. This I is didn't where I got you.
0: my information. Don't worry, Jason. I've got okay. it for you. It's hard to tell from the pictures. I don't like the skinny... 10s uh, size. So, the comparison tool on the website says that the 10R is 2.98 inches wide. The Plus is 3.07 inches wide. So it's slightly smaller than the Plus. But for comparison, the iPhone 10 is 2.79 inches wide. So it sits. In between them, but closer yep.
1: to the Plus in its actual physical size. And it's in between the iPhone... Um, they said the iPhone 8 and the iPhone 8 Plus. It it, it actually slots right in between yep. those two. It's sort of halfway so, in between. But then physically. also, though,
0: the screen is bigger than both of them. So... That could be yeah. good for you, right? I'm including in the show notes, uh, the wonderful Kate Matthews did a lovely little drawing, which shows you how these things will stack up together. So you can see with a lovely little outline exactly where all, those, uh, where all those devices fit. So you can see what's right for you. But I would say that like, if you don't like the physical size of the 10, but want the features of the 10, that maybe this is right for you. And this is, goes into Scott's question. Am I crazy in thinking that I want to trade in my iPhone 10 for a 10 I
1: don't think so. I think... Um,
0: I don't think it's crazy either.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like we said, it's a good price. Yep. And it is... I- I'll tell you, I'm sure the screen on the 10s and the 10s Max are nicer. I'm sure they are. I'm sure that the blacks are blacker and all of those things. And they said that the dynamic range is even better on the 10s mm-hmm. than it was on the 10. That said, the 10R feels really good. Like it feels like an iPhone 10, like a like it, it it I know the screen isn't as as, uh, as nice, but it's pretty nice. I mean, this is not Apple's not it's not a cheap screen. This is a this is a screen that's better than the screen that's on the 8 and 8 Plus. And so I think it's got appeal if you're somebody who wants a larger screen but doesn't want to spend 1099 for it. You can get a great price. Well, a a, uh, a great
0: price today right, a regular price price two years ago of what a new iPhone will cost you, right, $750. Right.
1: Yeah, we're back to the standard yeah. plus but price. In
0: 2018, for a flagship phone, a good price, you're getting all of the technology inside. Basically, all you're losing is the telephoto lens and the OLED screen. So... Yeah. Do you care about those things? That is your question. And if you also would love a wonderful blue, yellow, or orange phone, right? Then like, yeah, maybe you should get a 10R. Like, I feel like it kind of like with the Apple Watch, there should be a lot of people that maybe don't pre-order on Friday. Like, go to a store and look at these things because you might change your mind about what you want. Like, I think if you are someone who is on, you you don't want the Max, I think that that there is a, there is, there are some questions you want to ask yourself about what phone you want, I think, which I don't think it's been this way before. Um, Keith wants to know, are you able to confirm the improvements of Face ID unlocking? Is speed and reliability improved? Now,
1: Um, you can't train your face in the demo room. It's not allowed.
0: And they don't show you anything?
1: Well, I mean, even if I, I, they weren't trained for anybody's face, they didn't have a passcode on them. So I I could do nothing. There's no way I could test that. There was
0: also nothing to say about orientation. Now, I don't know what that means for the iPad. Like, will it be iPad only? Will there be two cameras? We don't know right now, right? Like, it all know. all seems up in the air because we were expecting all that stuff to come together. I believe that Apple drew and that they're saying it's faster. I'm keen to see what that actually ends up looking like um avi has written in and i feel sorry for avi avi says i i've held off on getting airpods <laughs> anticipating an update is it worth continuing to wait indefinitely now famous last words i think you should just get them because yep. if air power was close they would have said
1: yeah air power may not exist anymore as far as we know yep. um who knows I would say the big rumor is that they would have um, always on um, Ahoy, Lady. Mm -hmm. Um, And if that's a feature you desperately want, you might want to wait for it. But otherwise, I think the current AirPods are great and you should just go get them and not worry about it.
0: And if they were imminent, they would have surely been shown off today. Like even in just a, oh, by the way, there's new AirPods. Or they would have shown up in the store. Yeah,
1: if there are new AirPods, will they be ready for for the holidays? Maybe, but it may maybe they don't ship until October or November, or yeah. maybe they're next spring. Who knows? And the likely updates really are like you get
0: always on Siri and may maybe better battery life, possibly a color. Like and honestly, AirPods are so awesome. If you get them today and they add those features, you'll be fine because AirPods are great as they are right now. Um, Mike wants to know along with many other people, will the older watches
1: get the new faces?
0: I don't think so. I don't think so. I think
1: those are faces designed for those for those Bigger sizes screens. of screen, yeah. That's why. That's the whole premise.
0: They're designed for the edge-to-edge screen. That's what they're for. I don't think you're going to see those in any other. And even if they fit, I don't think they'd do it because it is a selling point. It's a unique selling point of the new models. Exactly. Stephen asks what do you think the delay in bringing the new heart features to Apple watch uh, outside of the U S will mean for sales? I don't think it will mean anything because you'll get the features. If you buy the watches, whenever it's available, um, I, but I don't really think that many people would make their purchasing decision based just upon this. I feel like you'd have other reasons. Yeah. Right. Like I don't think it's going to be a difference maker and it will be a nice thing whenever the watches end up supporting them. Like, but, you know, I feel like if you really needed that, you would probably have a different product in your life already. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will be a nice feature whenever it does happen. Sure. Uh, will said, any word on how keyboard cursor works on the iPhone XR without uh, 3D Touch? Or are we back to covering up text with press and hold? Do you know if the keyboard selection thing works?
1: I didn't try that. Um, it would be interesting to see if, if you tap and hold and get the little haptic does that mean you can move the cursor around on screen i didn't try that so i don't know my guess is it won't but um i would love to be pleasantly surprised
0: so ios 12 added the ability to navigate by swiping on the spacebar i wouldn't be surprised if that was part of it maybe that's why yeah good one good one so you can swipe on the spacebar uh i believe well, you, yeah, there is a way to do it. I don't, I don't use the Apple keyboard, so I'm, I'm, I can't really help you there. But that, that is a thing. You can swipe on the spacebar to, to move the text insertion cursor around. So maybe that, maybe that's what they're going to have, or if they don't, that's an easy thing to do. Gboard has that already, right? It's like a thing that they could do. Um, and Lachlan asks, do the new phones come with the same five watt charges? The answer is yes, they do. Oh, so, good,
1: because they don't have little chargers laying around at the event, so I have no answer there. Yeah, they do. They come with the same five watt power adapters, which is a real
0: shame because the batteries are bigger. Um, they don't come with any more powerful uh, charges, which is I, I, that's frustrating. I think that mm. Apple should maybe bundle something a bit more, bit bit better in there, especially because the eighteen watt chargers are expensive uh and they you know the the C lightning cable thing like all of that stuff they should they should move to um i did see as well jason i mean i personally don't really care about this now but uh these phones will not have um headphone to the lightning lightning to headphone adapters in them
1: yeah apparently not so you know that they can add that to the list of uh sins on the uh, running scoreboard on the verge
0: Yep. And now, uh, as I, I saw a Verge article uh, headline today, did, it, it did make me laugh. They said, oh, there no longer any more phones, because like, now they killed the, the SE and the 6S. Yeah. There are no did more you, headphone jacks on Apple's phones.
1: Did you know that the Verge has a story that they, that they uh, keep updated that is, here's a list of the best phones that have headphone jacks? Mm-hmm. That is a great example of a, an editorial organization reflecting the priorities of its leader. Because Nile really cares about headphone jacks. Like, I understand, like, if you care about it. Like, I
0: get it. But at this point, just, like, I feel like... Just
1: wait. Just wait, though. Because if they do away from the headphone jack on the iPad Pro, then you're going to hear me complain about it. All right, then you can keep a a running article. Yeah, Yes, that that will be frustrating. Here are the iPads that have headphone jacks. None. Especially if the rumor of USB-C comes true that would make it even weirder because then i need an adapt to edit a podcast on an airplane which i'm not going to do with bluetooth headphones um i need adapters and then they don't uh, yeah uh, let's let's not well there are other episodes of upgrade for us to turn over other ipad rumors but good not news today. we'll be doing that for who knows how long now because they weren't announced they will not.
0: So that is it. That is the September event. Uh, thank you so much to everybody that sent in questions with the hashtag Upgrade. If you'd like to hear us answer a question at the end of the show, just send in a tweet with the hashtag Upgrade, and we get them in a sheet and we can go through them. Or if you want to yeah. open the show with the hashtag SnellTalk, it could be a question about literally anything. Now, Jason, I'm going to assume that you're going to have lots of things going up online,
1: lots of words to still be written about what happened today. Where can people go to get that? I need to start writing things. Uh, all the links uh, and some of the words will be at SixColors.com.
0: Great. So you can go there. You can also follow Jason online. He is at JSnell, J-S-N-E-L-L on Twitter. I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode um, of Upgrade. I hope that it has provided you with entertainment and information uh, about what has occurred today. Um, And, you know, it's always great to, to have Jason who's been there amongst it all, um, it's, you always can help provide a, a very useful perspective having actually held and touched and seen the products which yes. uh, you don't get many other places that's, that's why one of the reasons you listen to Upgrade right in because mm. you get that get that insight thank you so much to Simple Contacts Molecule and RX Bar for their support of this show you can find this show and many more at relay.fm slash shows and you can go there and pick something new uh, there's lots of great stuff Especially around this time of year, maybe you want to listen to something like Connected or Rocket or Under the Radar. You know, there's loads of great stuff. Download. You going to talk about sure. this in download? Yes, absolutely. Of course. So real.fm slash download for that as well. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Jason Snow. Goodbye, everybody.